0: Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. I hope everybody had a, a really good week. We've got all sorts of sports to talk about um, coming up this week. We're gonna kind of give some final thoughts about the Tech Oregon game tomorrow. Talk a little bit more about Big Twelve. Kind of look around what what the uh, schedule is for the Big Twelve. We're gonna talk Tech basketball schedule, and then we will talk some NFL Chiefs and Cowboys specifically. So. Let's talk about the Tech Oregon game tomorrow. Obviously, um, still a lot of disappointment with uh, Texas Tech after last week's game against Wyoming. Most everybody's predicting, you know, Tech's going to lose um honestly pretty convincingly. I've I've seen a lot of reports from that. You know, here here's here are a couple things and and I talked about it uh, in the on the Tech Wyoming recap, you know Tech would have won the game. They shot themselves in the foot multiple times with uh, personal foul penalties, penalties, and just just bad mistakes. Um, offensive line also had their struggles as well. I think it's going to be a closer game than than people think. Um, do I think Tech's going to win? I'm I'm not ready to commit to that. I, you know, Oregon is an extremely talented team. They looked really well put together last week against Portland State. I know it's Portland State, but I just think right now Oregon is a better team than you are. Um, Now, can we learn a lot from this Texas Tech team tomorrow even through a loss? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'd like to see, you know, does the offensive line play better? Because that was a big Achilles heel last year in the losses you had. Um, You know, Tyler Shuck didn't have the best game either last week can he um can he do a little bit better i'm i'm not ready to say there's needs to be a quarterback change i know there's there are some tech fans calling for it you know i i suspect and and this is what i've seen from the tyler shuck era um especially last year he has a tendency you know it, when when there's all this back against the wall and, you know, people not really sure if he should be the starter, that's usually when he plays his best games. You know, you go back to the Ole Miss game. You go back to Oklahoma. Um, so I'm hoping that that trend continues. I, you know, I think you're going to have to have a pretty strong outing, uh, certainly a stronger outing than last week from Shuck. Um, but a lot of that's going to bank uh, be banked on the offensive line. Offensive line's got to play better. Um if if the offensive line plays better, then you have a better running game. You know, um, defensively, you you just got to stop the mistakes. Um, you can't, you cannot afford to make those personal foul mistakes this week. Um, you're you're gonna have some struggles because Oregon is a is a better offense, obviously, than Wyoming. You know, Bo Nix, heck of a quarterback. Um, you're gonna have to try and limit the big plays as much as possible. And, you know, if you do that, I mean, it's 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 in Lubbock. Strange things have happened in the past in Lubbock at night. Could it happen again? Yeah, absolutely. But I think ultimately you probably lose. Uh, my prediction, 38-28, Oregon wins. So you'll be 0-2, Um, and certainly there will be Texas Tech fans hitting the panic button like they were last week. You know, again, here's some good news. Number one, you get basically four straight very winnable games just based on who I think everybody think who you th- who you really are truly talent wise um, you're gonna be playing four th- four teams that I think you are more talented and you know you do that you get yourself to four and two going into the Kansas State game you know you're gonna be fine um, there I said this last week there was nothing. From any Big 12 team that made me think, oh, you know, there is no hope for you in the Big 12. I just, I I, I didn't see that. Now, this week there are some better opportunities, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But, I mean, there wasn't like a, a Big 12 win last week that was just hugely impressive. Yes, I know Oklahoma won 73 to nothing, but they played Arkansas State. You know, yes UCF looked good, but they played Kent State. So, uh, you know, it's it's a week to week thing. You know, you just got to you got to improve and hopefully have learned from what happened last week against Wyoming and you know, we'll see what happens. Um but I'm I'm not ready to give up on this team and you know, I don't foresee a scenario where I give up on this team based on the Oregon game tomorrow. Now, if you get completely destroyed, we well, got maybe some problems. I don't know, but you know, even then, I, I think there there's still a lot of still a lot of football left to be played, and you know, I think you still got some really good chances to do some special things this season. So let's talk a little bit about the Big Twelve schedule um, for this weekend. Who's playing who? Um, you did have Kansas. And welcome back. I'm not sure what happened, but it got dropped somehow. So I was getting ready to talk about the Big Twelve uh, games this week. You, you had Kansas win tonight against Illinois. Pretty impressive win. You get a win over a Big Ten opponent. Um, you know, I like I like when Brett Billama loses. Um, you know, I I won't quote quote what Cliff said a few years ago, but yeah, that was a good one. Um, so Kansas is now two and zero. I still think they're probably a six and six or seven and five team. Um, you know, you've got, you've got to prove it to me in in the actual Big Twelve because you know you kind of started really off strong last year and you got into Big Twelve play and and, and really kind of I think they ended up losing five in a row or something like that. So um, tomorrow the early game you got Baylor taking on Utah, very intriguing game. Uh, Utah very impressive last week against Florida. I really hope you know. I really want Utah to lose all their games. I think their fans need to be humbled. They they are just they were so arrogant in this whole um, conference realignment stuff. But you know, kind of an intriguing game. You know, you got early early Big Twelve preview of what the Big Twelve is going to look like next year. You know, Baylor um, obviously big need for them to rebound after the loss to Texas State. A lot of question marks surrounding the Baylor program right now. Um, how good are they? Um, they've now lost, I believe, five in a row, dating back to last season. So they they've got some problems, and so I I and definitely a game to watch. I, I kind of lead Utah, probably winning, unfortunately, but um, certainly it's in Waco, Baylor. You know, you've got another shot again. You won this is whoa, your second of eight home games. So you know, obviously, hopefully, get yourself an opportunity to get a good win. Uh, Troy is going to be playing Kansas State tomorrow. I think Kansas State probably rolls. You know, they looked impressive last week, but but again, they were playing, um, you know, uh, an FCS opponent. Um, next week will be kind of the intriguing game for Kansas State. They will be they will be playing Missouri, but I think they do roll against Troy. Uh, Troy State or Troy, excuse me. Uh, BYU plays FCS opponent, Southern Utah. They'll roll. Uh, then we have the Cy Hawk rivalry game, Iowa and Iowa State. Iowa State was able to get the win last year. Uh, doesn't happen very often in this rivalry. You know, I was really surprised by Iowa State winning last week against Northern Iowa. Now, Iowa State's just been gutted with this whole gambling situation. Um, having said that, I think Iowa's was going to probably win fairly easily, um, in the Cyhawk challenge. Then you've got an ACC versus SEC game, SMU and Oklahoma. Uh, by the way, there was all sorts of interesting articles this week about SMU and they're finally making the big step back up to the, you know, the big dogs. I mean, boy, I thought Utah was full of themselves, but SMU takes it to a whole other level. Um, someone needs to tell them that it's not the 1980s anymore. You don't have Eric Dickerson. You don't certainly don't have that bozo, Craig James. I mean, I'd like to kick him out of Texas. I think everybody would like to kick him out of the state of Texas. You know, send him to New Mexico or, you know, one of those inferior states. <laughs> but anyway, they they are really full of themselves down there in Dallas now that they're the ACC. Uh, do they know that? Clipson, Florida State, North Carolina are leaving soon. I mean, do they realize that? Anyway, so they're playing Oklahoma. Yes, Oklahoma. I mean, won big time last week against Arkansas State. I'm still, I'm still not sure how good they're going to be this year, but I think, I think they get the win over SMU um, and to move on to two and zero. Uh, West Virginia's playing Duquesne. That'll be a win. And then you got Cincinnati and Pitt. Kind of an interesting matchup there. You know, I, I, I'm not real big on Cincinnati having a strong year. I, I was not a, kind of surprised with the Satterfield hire I was a little, oh, quite frankly, I was a little underwhelmed by the hire And so I do think Cincinnati's going to have a little bit of a fall off this year. So I do think Pitt takes the game there. So then we've got – I'm going to skip Texas-Alabama for now. UCF-Boise State, I think that's going to be a really intriguing game, but I think UCF gets it done. Um, I've said it multiple times uh, going all the way back to the college football preview. You know, to me, UCF is the team that is going to have the greatest success of the newcomer Big 12 schools. And, you know, UCF to me could be a dark horse potentially uh, – team that you might see in the Big 12 Championship game this year. So I think they do beat Boise State here. Uh, Houston and Rice, the battle for Houston, I guess. Uh, Houston Houston will probably win, although, you know, Rice was somewhat impressive uh, against UT last week, but I think Houston gets the win to get themselves to 2-0. Nichols is playing TCU. TCU will win easily. And then we've got out in the desert in Phoenix, Oklahoma State taking on Arizona State you know again how good is Oklahoma State this year Um, I'm not sold on them being a a good team but Arizona State is got all sorts of problems you know they they new coach this year they found out right before the season started that they're not going to a bowl game now that can work in one of two ways they may treat every game this season as their bowl game which Could be bad news for Oklahoma State Or, you know, they may Kind of check out and Quit, which that would be Good for Oklahoma State Um, I lean Oklahoma State winning I think Oklahoma State is A a tad more talented Than Arizona State Then we've got Texas at Alabama Um, Alabama's Going to win, I hope they destroy Texas. Nick Saban You have the permission Of the hateful eight to run the score up on the Longhorns, please do it, please do it, please do it. Run the score up. We'll see what happens, but I do think Alabama probably wins that game. You know, uh, Texas is not back until they actually win a meaningful game, which they've not done in a long time. So that's kind of what I see in the as far as the Big 12 games this week. Um, I mean, so you got some interesting ones. I, I do think that Baylor Utah game is an intriguing one. Um, I think Texas Tech Oregon will be a very intriguing game as well. Um, you know, UCF Boise that that ought to be a fun one to watch. And then Oklahoma State Arizona State will be another good one to look at. Um, you know, another another future uh, Big Twelve matchup there. By the way, so. Let's switch gears. We're going to talk some tech basketball. We had the official release of the Texas Tech basketball schedule. I believe that was on Wednesday when it came out. And I'm trying to look it up. Sorry. By the seeds, the Chris Garber show. I know people were waiting for me to say that. So we've got, I'm not going to do it right there. Here we go. So Tech will open up the season November 8th, taking on Texas A&M Commerce. Um, I'm actually good with this type of matchup. I know it's going to be a quad four game. I think if you have to have a quad four game, let's at least play someone from Texas. Um, you know, I, I'm t- I was getting tired of you know northeastern Louisiana Central State University coming in, and you do have a couple of games like that, but not as many. So you open up with uh, Texas A&M Commerce. You then play San Jose State on a Sunday. I really like that uh, being an early season matchup. I one of the things I've been talking about um, when it comes to Tech basketball schedule is schedule some Mountain West schools. You know, I think that's a really good. Good quality conference that gets you some early non-conference tests, but it's not you know just an out of control, really really hard non-conference uh, test that early on. Um, you will then have uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. That was a team that has been in the NCAA tournament in recent years, so I think another really good quality quality matchup there. You'll then go down to the Bahamas. So you went to Hawaii last year. You're going to the Bahamas this year. Where are they going next? Bermuda? I don't know. Um, But you got the Battle for Atlantis. You're opening up with Villanova. So fun uh, rematch of the Elite Eight from 2018. Um, You will then potentially play North Carolina. Um, I think it's either North Carolina. I can't remember the other team. But you're going to get some quality matchups there at the Battle for Atlantis tournament. Hopefully... You play a little bit better down there than you played in Maui last year, I hope. Um, But I think you're going to get some good quality matchups there. You then are going to play at Butler. This is part of the Big East Big 12 Challenge. Really like the matchup here. I'm hoping, I've heard rumblings and rumors that this Big East Big 12 challenge may be coming to an end. I hope that's not the case. I really, I like having this. I also want to start up a Big 10 Big 12 challenge um, to replace what you lost with uh, losing the Big 12 SEC challenge because I think these are really good opportunities to get um, teams from a Power 5, Power 6 conference to actually come to the USA at least every other year. Um, so, you know, hopefully we can kind of, you know, Brett Jormach's work in his magic on that and we can get some sort of big 10, big 12, um, challenge. Um, but I do like playing at Butler. You then have Omaha. I mean, that's probably going to be a quad four game. It is what it is. Um, Oral Roberts, very, very good, uh, scheduled matchup there. Another team that's been, um, in the NCAA tournament quite a bit in recent years, I think definitely will provide a better test than some of your uh, non-con teams that you've had in recent years. Uh, then you go to Fort Worth and you're going to be playing Vanderbilt. Really love that they're doing this. You know, I think if you're having to do um, a neutral a neutral zone meetup for uh, a Power Six team, Dallas Fort Worth makes sense. You know, you did this a couple years ago playing against Houston. Um, you were supposed to do it in 2021 playing Gonzaga, but everything got all messed up with COVID and you lost that home-and-home um, home matchup. You ended up only playing them in Phoenix. But um, I do like the, the matchup with um, Vanderbilt. I think that'll be a, a nice little test for you. You've got uh, UT Arlington, December 21st. They've had some success. I don't know if that'll be quad three or quad four. Um, you've got Sam Houston, again, another team that has had success, um, ha- has had some NCAA tournament um, appearances in recent years. I do like that matchup. And then you finish off on New Year's Day with the North Alabama, probably quad four. Again, I, I think it is overall a an upgrade on the schedule you're never going to just have no quad four games in your non-con. That's just not not going to be a realistic scenario. But I do think this schedule has lessened some of those um, quad four games. I think you've sprinkled in um, from the group of five conferences some real quality opponents. You know, um, the Oral Roberts game uh, certainly sticks out. seeing Houston, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. I like that you're playing a Mountain West school like San Jose State. Um, I'd like to kind of make main- – Maintain some of that Mountain West uh, connection. You know, again, I've talked about it on here. You know, certainly I think you could get some AAC schools. Um, you know, I'd love to renew the, the. Um, you know, you had a home at home with UTEP for a while um, in the early uh, Bob Knight years. I think that would be a great Matchup. New Mexico State, I think, is always a very quality team in most years. That would be another team uh, worth considering. But I, I think overall, I think Grant McCaslin did a good job with this um, non conference schedule. You know, some of my biggest complaints, obviously, was you had too many of these quad four, MIAC, SWAC teams. I think you've lessened that this year. Um, you're not going to some weird, um, Neutral site game that basically turns out you're playing in a high school gym against, you know, a quad four opponent. You're not doing that. You actually are doing quite the opposite in playing Vanderbilt um, at Fort Worth. I would like for that to be a continued pattern um, in future uh, non-conference scheduling is, you know, schedule a neutral site game in the Metroplex against a power six opponent or power five opponent. Um, not gonna be power six anymore because Pac twelve is going bye bye. But you know, I think certainly you could you could get a team um, to kind of meet in that Fort Worth Dallas area. Yeah, hey, you could meet and get an ACC team to beat because now they're the they're the power uh, power six. So, um, but I, you know, I, I think overall uh, I'm pretty pleased with the nor- the non conference. I think the formula is pretty simple. Um, you know, get yourself in a, in some sort of holiday preseason tournament. You've been in the Maui Invitational in recent years. You were in a uh, tournament in Las Vegas a couple years back. Um, I think you've been in the preseason in IT. So so I think I like that formula. Um, I I have not heard any plans for the next season where you, what uh, tournament you may be a part of. Um, but I think hopefully they'll, they'll get themselves in a, a, pretty nice, uh, tournament. I know there's one in Orlando, there's one in like Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, um, get, get involved in that. And then, you know, who knows you could re-invite to Maui at some point. Um, that would work out as well. So overall pretty good non-conference schedule. I think it does enough to prepare you, um, for the big 12 play, the hall of big 12 play. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm still intrigued by this Texas Tech basketball team. I don't know. I'm not ready to make a prediction yet how good they're going to be. I do think you've got some good pieces. I thought you had some good pieces last year, and unfortunately they never were able to kind of play to the best of their ability. So hopefully – I you know to me, I think the ceiling on the – or excuse me, the floor it, the, in this Texas Tech basketball program should be – the NCAA tournament. And I know some people are probably thinking, that's crazy. You know, tech basketball has always been bad. Well, but you've poured a lot of money, you've poured a lot of resources, and I think you've made it very clear that Texas Tech basketball can be a destination school for high-level recruits. And so to me – and you're in the best conference in the NCAA uh, in basketball – To me, I think the floor should be at least the NCAA tournament. Um, And then, you know, ceiling, uh, let's foul Virginia instead of letting him shoot a three. That should be the ceiling. So we're going to finish up with some NFL talk. I know uh, (sighs) the, the, the sad football games. Continued last night. Um, you had the Chiefs playing the Lions. All, already, I'm already wrong on my NFL predictions. I had uh the Chiefs beating the Lions. You know, you you didn't have Kelsey out there. The Chris Jones holdout continues. You should have won the game. Your receivers really let you down. Um, too many dropped balls. Just, I mean, it was that was the frustrating point of the night. I mean, in credit the Lions. Um, You know, the Lions got the win, you know, and, you know, we can make excuses and say the Chiefs did this, that, or the other, but the Lions got the win, and, and, you know, credit that, because, you know, the Lions, they've been hyped pretty much all of, pretty much even before the offseason. When when they beat Green Bay on Sunday Night Football to, to end the regular season, it's basically been, watch out, Lions next year, and, you know, invariably, those types of scenarios, a lot of times, teams cannot handle that. And they flame out. They didn't flame out this week, you know. They got themselves to one and zero. We'll see how good they are. I mean, the good news is they're in. They they are in the NFC, and you know I think the NFC is ripe for the taking. Which brings me to the Sunday night game: Cowboys and Giants should be an interesting game. Uh, I I don't think the Giants. I think the Giants are going to have a little bit of a fall off from last year. Now how much of a fall off? Not really sure. But um hopefully Dak got all the mistakes out last year. That's kind of my hope. Um it's gonna be intriguing to watch. It's gonna be intriguing to see what is your running game going to look like this year. I mean you you know, you got a lot of talent on this Cowboys team. And you know we can we can kind of moan and groan and talk about it. it's been this long. And that's true. <laughs> it's been you know, way too long even to get to an NFC championship game. But, I mean, you've you've built up some really good talent. Are there some glaring weaknesses? Absolutely there is. And um, I don't think Dak Prescott's one of your glaring weaknesses. He's got to play better. He's got to not do too much. And I think that's what he tried to do a lot last year is tried to do too much. You know, you're not – Dak Prescott's not in that Patrick Mahomes – Josh Allen, you know, Joe Burrow, Stratosphere. But here's the good news. I think maybe Jalen Hurts is almost there. But beyond that, the rest of the NFC doesn't have a dominant quarterback. And so strong defense, get get a very solid running game, and you're going to win a lot of games. I mean, that's basically what the 49ers have done the last couple years. They really haven't had a quarterback. They've been... Building it through, through strong running game, through strong defense, and I mean they've been to the NFC Championship game, they've been to the Super Bowl a couple times. Why not try that, Cowboys? Um, you know, and and don't force don't force a throw that's not there. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens this this Sunday, but uh, should be interesting because it's the Cowboys and it's. Invariably, the Cowboys are just always full of trauma. So, um, but I hope everybody has a great weekend. I will come back on Sunday and we will do a Tech Oregon recap show. And then next Friday, I will do my normal broadcast of the Chris Carpenter show. So, hope everybody has a great weekend and I will see you Sunday for the Tech Oregon recap on The Chris Carpenter Show.